0: Hello friends, The days upon us. Like a Sickness is out now. I highly suggest you hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple music title, bandcamp, whatever, go stream Like a Sickness by Carbonite, and then come back here. Listen to Lennon and I talk about all things. It's awesome. But like always, this episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Starting tomorrow, July 14th, Struck Nerve, Burning Strong, Summer Tour 2022, Greenville, Birmingham, Chattanooga, Raleigh. If you're in any of those cities this upcoming week, please go out to a show, support Struck Nerve, support Burning Strong, support all the local bands playing on all those shows. Shout out Youngblood Records, Patient Zero Records, and From Within Records. Killing Me, Deceivers, new single out now. You can go stream it everywhere. Please support that band. A bunch of awesome young kids doing cool shit. Full EP coming out soon. Also, September 10th, 2022. One Scene Unity, Volume 3. Mark your calendars. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram. Click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please... Support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high-quality merch for your band, for your business, please go hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing. You can follow them on Instagram, at Good Fortune Printing, or you can get in contact with them at contact at com. They do a ton of awesome stuff. They print for all your favorite bands. They print all my collab shirts. They're awesome great company out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. You can thank me later. Like I said earlier on today's episode, we had to track down our good buddy Lennon sings for a band called Carbonite. They just put out their new EP and it was worth the wait. The demo dropped back in 2020 and I was wanting more immediately. So this 2-year wait was well worth it. I love the band. I love the new EP and I hope all of you love it too. So please strap in. This is a fun one. I don't want to get too much into it, but there are some special guests that pop up. So for anyone who is watching the video on Spotify or on YouTube, you get a nice little treat. And also for the audio, you can hear us uh, greeting the guests, but it's way better when you're watching the video. It was a little treat. It's a little sneak peek on what's to come in the future. It was fun. It was unexpected, but I, I was very happy that it happened. So please strap in. Without further ado, welcome Lennon to the show. podcast Lennon how's it going
1: hey what's up man how's it going
0: it's going good I'm very happy to to have you on the podcast I feel like I've been um chasing you down for years to come back on um I know I've been bugging a lot of our mutual friends just to make sure you're doing okay behind the scenes I'm I'm sure you've heard uh, or maybe you haven't I don't know maybe my people just got tired of me asking about you
1: uh no one has let me know that you've been asking but I'm I'm doing I'm doing great yeah yeah no it's good to be back on it's been a while. It's been a f- a f- like a few years. I think the last time I was on we- was when we talked about um, we talked about the Hick- the Hickman X-Men relaunch.
0: Yeah. And wow, comics are in like a way different place uh, these days. Yeah, uh, yeah for real. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like uh, what led us here is if, if you think back to I can't remember which night it was. I think it might have been after the last night of F.Y.A. We ran into each other at that taco spot. And uh, that's where we exchanged numbers again. Because uh, I, I can't remember if you got a new number, if I got a new number, or maybe it was just a new phone. But I, I feel like that encounter is what led us to kind of getting back in touch and um, and ultimately leading to this. So, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was at uh, Taco Bus in Tampa.
2: Yeah. Uh, pretty like,
1: legendary spot. Yeah. A little, I, very uh, polarizing spot. People either love it or hate it. I, I, I still fuck with it. So, I'm, yeah. I'm pro Taco Bus.
0: Same here. I would definitely go back. I, I definitely enjoyed the food. It was a, a you know a good spot. You know, it was cool to run into some familiar faces there.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's a good spot. Open late.
0: And and last time we talked, you were I'm, I'm pretty sure you were about to move to uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, How has it been? You know, since the last time we talked, because you've been there for a while now.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's dude. It's awesome. I love it here. It's like it's uh, I feel I feel very at home um I have a ton of friends the scene is awesome um it's like you know close to it's like basically everything that I was like looking forward to it being it ended up I'm I'm so happy it was it was definitely the, the right move for me
0: mm-hmm. and uh, do you ever miss Florida because I, I feel like you know you, you were there for a while and did some awesome things back there
1: um I, I see my friends enough to where like I don't really get that homesick mm-hmm. I go home and visit my parents and stuff but um Excuse me. my friends from back home actually like come up a pretty decent amount and hang out it's actually really cheap to fly round trip from fort lauderdale to philly for some reason i don't know why specifically it's so cheap but uh yeah so like Cedar of pain will play shows all the time up here and like envision will play shows up here all the time like those dudes still just come up and will hang out and play shows so it's cool
0: and some of them moved up there right
1: yeah i actually um both seat of Pain and Envision have more members in the Northeast than we do in South Florida now. Um Alfredo, who sings for Envision, and Sejas, who uh plays bass in seat of Pain and guitar and Envision. I know you've talked to Sejas before. Mm-hmm. Um they, they both moved up to Philly and Sven, who plays guitar in seat of Pain, moved to Brooklyn or uh Manhattan, sorry. So We're like more of a Northeast band at this point than we are South Florida bands, but it it is what it is. Yeah,
0: I just uh, met Sven. uh, You know, for the first time, he was out here. So sorry. So sorry. (laughs) He he was out here in um, Fullerton, and I I was just minding my own business. And he came up and mentioned uh, the podcast that I did with uh, Frank Three Gun uh, and how we talked about Disney. And I was just tripping out because I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, because that was so long ago, I I was surprised people even still check that out. So it it was a you know pretty interesting getting to meet him finally and getting to talk to him because obviously I, I know who he is from the bands that he plays in.
1: Yeah he's 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 i don't know man he's he i love him he's he's one of my best friends in the world but he is um he's a he's a character for sure
0: okay and like
1: when you said i met him recently he came up to me i was i thought you were about to tell me that he like did some weird bit to you like he's always doing some weird bit he's like always trolling people all the time he's like addicted to like he can't stop doing jokes like he can't be serious for five seconds
0: okay well uh i I didn't get that side of him maybe next time i see him he'll feel a little more comfortable to do something like that
1: he usually does it even if he is not comfortable so uh, so i'm surprised you didn't but that that's fine whatever
0: okay or maybe that was the bit and i just didn't realize it
1: that's v- that's very possible that is entirely possible so
0: Okay, well, I'm sure he'll listen to this and we could get further confirmation. Uh, but one thing I was curious about because obviously uh, you and your friends uh, did a lot for the Florida hardcore scene, but w- when you left, were you ever fe- um, fearful of what would happen to this scene?
1: Um, No, I mean, I feel like there's uh there's like kids down there still booking shows and there's like new bands and stuff Um, from what I've heard. So it seems like it's, you know, still there's still stuff going on down there um I also feel like you know I'm I'm 30 now so like I feel like it's up to uh you know the younger kids to kind of take it over and like run with it and and do their shit so you know I'm I'm like I was never you know I don't ever want it to seem like I was like you know I, I never I, I only really ever booked like a handful of shows and like so I wasn't really booking shows my my contribution I guess more so was like playing in bands and doing zines and stuff, but so it's not like when I left I was like, oh, you know, I'm taking South Florida hardcore with me or anything like that. Like, you know, there's a whole that I I I was sure the scene would be just fine without me. And it seems like it it seems like it's doing good. There's, you know, there's shows, there's new kids apparently who are coming out and there's like new bands popping up and stuff. So
2: for sure.
0: I, I always just was curious about that. Just obviously uh, the groundwork that you've laid with the bands that you've played in, you know, being known worldwide, I, I just feared it would be kind of a big deal for someone like you to, to leave, even though it's pretty common when you get into the thick of it, and you find out, you know, people move all the time, but I, I just thought, I was just curious about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like any of the, any of my bands are going to stop being bands. It's like, it's easy to do. Uh, I feel like in 2022, it's super easy to do bands with people spread out all over the place. So, Okay, and Not super easy, but easier easier than ever, you know?
0: 100%, yeah, especially with uh, technology and uh, making it a lot easier versus back in the day, so I, I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah. But uh, the main reason why I want to have you on today is because, um, actually, the, the day this comes out is the day that the record goes live, uh, and I'm speaking about the new uh, Carbonite record, Like a Sickness. Uh, I, I just wanted to talk to you about that, because when the demo dropped in 2020, I was real curious about who is going to be in the band. Cause for anyone who doesn't know uh, the, the demo was um, written and recorded um, all by you, correct?
1: Yeah. I, I wrote and recorded all the instruments on it and vocals. So we had like a framework for like a band when I first moved up. Um, it was going to be like a certain handful of people and just the way things. So our first show was supposed to be the first the, one of the unity barbecues that Bob Wilson books every year in Philly mm-hmm. and it ended up being the first show in Philly that was canceled because of COVID. Um, and then just as things kind of unfolded, like people, you know, like the people who were supposed to be in it were like Dave from Jesus peace and like, uh, like Molly from year of the knife. And, uh, so they were all kind of like, I felt like they were all just busy with their own stuff. And like, I honestly felt like kind of like I was being a nuisance, like, harassing them you know a year and a half later to do this band um that like put out a a three song demo two two year a year and a half two years prior that you know like didn't do anything since and like they're all busy with their own stuff so I kind of ended up just being like nah I'm not I'm not even gonna bother like we we missed our chance like this band isn't even gonna be a band and then uh Brezza from Simulacra um Brezza plays drums in Simulacra he he hit me up and was just like Talking to me about the demo and and I was like, dude, like I wish like we got to play. I'd be sick. He was like, dude, just do it. If you need a drummer, I'll play. And I was like, I mean, I don't have like any anybody to be in the band right now. Like, I just don't have a lineup at all. And he was like, dude, honestly, he was just he was like, just let me take care of it. He was like, I will literally assemble a lineup and we can play. Um, so he hit up Xavier from Simulacra and Gridiron, who was also supposed to be in the band originally. Um, and he said yes. And then Aaron from Year of the Knife, and then um, say Se- has ended up playing bass. So it just kind of like came together, you know, cause I had other people who were kind of like encouraging me to do it and being like, dude, we'll just assemble the whole band for you. So you don't have, don't even have to worry about it. Um, yeah. So it was kind of weird. It ended up being a totally different lineup than it was originally supposed to be. And then I feel bad cause Molly and Dave were both like, dude, what the hell we would have done it if you fucking asked us to do it. Like Molly still like jokes with me all the time. He's like, yeah, I got fucking, I got, booted out of fucking carbonite and i'm like no man i just honestly thought they didn't, wouldn't want to do it because they were just busy i mean it's my i should have asked but whatever it's it is what it is
0: now i'm, I'm just curious uh, when you were having that conversation with brezza was he just uh, calling you up to talk about how much he liked the demo or just wanted to go over the songs or like how did that conversation go
1: i don't i don't even remember we were just texting about like whatever just random shit uh we just probably just shooting the shit and and it came up somehow and he was like yeah, I think he was basically just like, yeah, that demo is sick. Like, it sucks you never played. Like, you, you should. You should play. And uh, then we got to talk. I was just like, ah, oh, it'll probably never happen. And then we got to talking about it. So it was kind of one of those things where, like, we we booked a show. And we were like, if the show goes well, we'll be a band. If it doesn't go well, we can just play one show and that's it. Like, we don't need to be a band. And it ended up being fucking awesome. So we were just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just be a band. So um, we wrote, well, I had like one song written for like, that was supposed to be on the, um, third one scene unity comp, but we didn't get to record it in time to make the deadline. Um, so we just took that song and then Xavier, me and Brezza started meeting up to write and then Aaron and Seha started meeting up to write with us. And we just kind of, you know, banged out four more songs. So, um, it came together pretty quickly, which is cool. I'm 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 pretty excited about it.
0: And I'm I'm just curious in, in that um, you period after the demo came out to you guys playing that first show. It, it, were you not aware that people were like you know super into Carbonite? Because the, the the vibe that I get, and maybe it's hard to tell from your position, but the vibe that I get from like all my friends who listen to the demo and anybody that I ever talked to about that band, even when I would wear the one shirt that I have out, people would always talk about how awesome that band was and how they hoped that things would continue because it was always kind of just like up in the air and nobody really knew.
1: Um, I like legitimately had no idea that there was really any interest in the band whatsoever. Um i i just kind of tend to just be like not i i try not to think about that kind of stuff because i feel like it puts like a lot of uh, not pressure i i try to be like i try to go into things with my bands being like i don't give a fuck if anybody likes this or not i don't care i just like we just want to do what we want to do and like if we like it then that's fine Um, so I try not, I, I, cause I'll overthink everything and I'll start, if I start worrying about that sort of stuff, I'll just, it'll make me anxious and I'll just like think way too much about it. I'm like a big overthinker. So I try to just keep it, keep that whole aspect of things out of my brain. Um, so I try not to think about it too much. So I really didn't have much of an idea. And when I told, uh, Carter who runs from within, Hey, we're going to play a show. And then if it goes well, like, do you still want to do a record? he was like, yeah. And he was like, I was like, you think anybody will care? Like, you think it will be good? And he was like, yeah. He was like, I I get hit up. He's like on the from within social media stuff, like pretty often about people asking like, what's up with carbonite? Like if there's going to be new carbonite. So, so that's cool. I mean, it's like I said, it's something I, I try not to think too much about, but it's obviously cool to hear, you know, that people are into it and interested in it. It's like, it's, it's like obviously better than no
0: one caring you know but 100 i did a podcast a while back with uh, this guy nick who plays in a band called live it down and yeah and he, he was talking about how uh you know he he does his best to try to keep up with uh you know current hardcore but you know he's not into everything but when he he was at your first show obviously um he had heard you guys live and was just wondering like who the fuck is this man band? this man's sick and he was just going on about how awesome you guys were live and that um got me excited for somebody who you know, um, doesn't really keep up with everything, but, you know, managed to catch you guys live and was like super into it. And then I'm like, damn, I wish I could have been there because that's something that I've been wanting to see live for a, a really long time. So that just gave me hope like, OK, cool. Uh, You know, people are getting out there talking about it more, especially after that that first show. So it, it just seemed like, you know, things were kind of moving in the right direction. And then now uh, with the release of the new record, I'm, I'm just like super pumped on um, the future of Carbonite.
1: Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited, too. It's funny you mentioned that, too, like because it kind of just like brings everything full circle. But um. Nick played that Nick who plays in live it down is from South Florida where I'm from. And he, he's, he's older than me. He played in uh, a band from down there that played the first like two hardcore shows that I ever went to. They were like the first hardcore band that they were like my first like favorite hardcore band and like, like, a like the first like band that made me be like, Holy shit. There's like bands from there's like hardcore bands from here. Like that's fucking awesome. Um, so it's it's like it's cool it's full circle i talked to him about it at this is hardcore this weekend actually i was like dude like we were just shooting the shit i was like dude it's funny like the first the first hardcore show i ever went to was like this know the score show like whatever so mm-hmm. pretty sick
0: uh, that's awesome and uh, how was their set live because I I'm, I'm dying to see that band
1: dude it was so fucking sick man they're like that band's like legitimately unbelievable to me they they were like they so they played that show with us. That was it that was the first Carbonite show in Philly. Um, and I was like, had been just like like washing the shit out of their demo, like listening to it nonstop. Um, because Bob Bob who put it out on Rebirth and he had like sent it to our group chat and he was like, dude, listen to this fucking demo I'm I'm putting out. He was like, You're he specifically was like, dude, you're gonna love it. And I was like, I was like, Yeah, this is fucking awesome. And then Saw them live. I was like, all right, I love this demo. I'm going to, like, reserve my, like, level of excitement for the band until I see them live. Saw them live. Obviously, I was, like, fucking blown away. And then they were actually probably one of the bands I was most excited to see this past weekend And This Is Hardcore. And, dude, their set was so fucking good. Their set was awesome. They sounded fucking insane. They played the song off the uh, upcoming... One Teen Unity comp, which I've heard the comp, and that is, in my opinion, no no disrespect to anything else on the comp because the, the whole comp is awesome. Mm-hmm. That that is the the best song on the comp from to me, far and away. It's their best song yet, too. Um I was psyched that they played it. Dude, they they were they were just insane. They were perfect. That's awesome yeah. to hear
0: that. I yeah, I, I'm I'm super into them. Like that was like the one band that I had to like bug my friends about to grab me merch. I'm like, yo, like grab me live it down merch I need yeah, they, I need shit from them
1: yeah they do they were so good they were they were they, they're probably one of my favorite like current hardcore bands if i if i were to do like sit and think about like a top five list they would they would be up there for sure they're so fucking good i'm i'm really excited to see like what they do next i know they have new stuff coming out um on rebirth so i'm pretty excited about that
0: yeah and shout out to bob wilson i love uh what he's doing with rebirth it does super cool shit and he's a good friend so shout out bob yeah bob
1: but- Bob's a legend. Uh, Kevin from Sea to pain um, on stage uh, during this is during our set at this hardcore this weekend. He shouted out Bob and I was almost positive he was going to say she bobbing on my Wilson, but he didn't say it. So sadly, it would have been I I think he just I don't know. Got nervous. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. But that's a pretty good joke. We've been laughing about it all weekend. So
0: Okay. All right. Well, maybe next year. There's always yeah next year. There's always
1: next year. Joe, if you're hearing this, have Cedar Payne play again so Kevin can say she bobbing on my Wilson on stage when we play. Uh,
0: But overall, uh, how was it to have uh, this is hardcore back? Like, how how was your overall experience at the fest this year?
1: It was honestly uh, my favorite year that I've gone since the first year that I went. Um, I've been going since 2012. I, I missed one year. Mm -hmm. um the year that um one king down and archangel and 10 yard fight played uh that that's the only year that i missed since 2012 um and this year was my favorite year the first year 2012 will always be like my favorite one because i was so young and so excited i went with like a group of like 20 people and it was like not the first time i ever traveled for something hardcore related but it was like pretty early on in my you know like experiences of of traveling for like shows and fests and stuff and the lineup especially for the time was like so so unbelievable um so that one will always be my favorite one you know like i said my first one so but uh this one was definitely a very close second it was it was fucking awesome
0: oh yeah that, that that's something good to hear I, I saw so many awesome videos and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the stuff from uh, Feet First and Hate Five Six because I've have been hearing a lot about the drain set it was supposed to be like super crazy I don't know if you yeah, caught there's that uh,
1: there's a lot of beach balls and boogie boards and that kind of thing going on so
0: okay sounds about right I wasn't
1: really I wasn't really paying attention super close to it um, I was kind of like just just you know popping in and out um but it was like it was pretty crazy from what i saw i and that's a no disrespect to them i just i feel like when sometimes i, I get like fatigue after watching bands for days so i'll just kind of like s- certain sets i'll just kind of like you know pop in and out and watch but
0: yeah no i definitely get that like in my earlier years, I'm like, I have to watch every single set be there for every band. But now these days, I'm just like, all right, like, especially if something that runs that long, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I, I can't do this all day.
1: Yeah, when I was when I was like, you know, uh, like, er, like, late teens, early 20s, I feel like I could watch fucking, I could watch bands play from like 10am to 2am for three days in a row, like no fucking problem. But you know, you just I feel like my brain is like, Maybe I have brain damage. I don't know. I feel like my brain is like, I don't have the brain capacity that I used to. So I, I just kind of like pace myself a little bit now. You know what I mean?
0: A hundred percent. If anybody tries to talk to me about an after show, I'm just like, please just stop. I'm not interested. <laughs> no, I, I want to <laughs> yeah. go sleep. I want to rest. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to go to an after show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with that too.
0: Yeah. I but. think back to, um, uh, ego strike did an after show after San and fury uh, a couple of years ago. And, Dude. I was like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Because uh, some... it was
1: so late, it went so fucking late. I don't remember what, why. It was like some out of control, like circumstance that happened that was beyond anybody's control. But like, dude, that after show went so unbelievably late.
0: Yeah, I, I was. I-, I remember sitting there, super tired. I'm like, "Dude, like, how many bands are on this? When does EcoStrike play?" And then once it all wrapped up, I was just so over everything. But I'm like, "Dude, we have to go back to the fest tomorrow. This is, yeah, this is, it's crazy."
1: Yeah, I, I, that show was cool though. I remember it being cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I remember it being very late, and me looking at like my phone and just being like, we don't play for like another two bands. Like, there are, no one is going to stay, but people stayed, so it was cool.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. I yeah, yeah. Man, those things don't really interest me anymore because even like, um, I did, I don't think I went to any after shows when I went to FYA this year. I was just
1: also that Sound Fury at that Sound of Fury after show, that was on you guys time so for me i felt like it was like fucking you know six in the morning you know what i mean yeah I it's was like
0: just, the sun is gonna be coming up in, in in your uh you know time zone that's crazy yeah. i didn't even think about that
1: yeah just like you just like feel insanely fucked up just like weird and disoriented and then like play a set it's it's so it's so weird
0: okay but. and uh since I mentioned EcoStrike, I, I got asked. We're a couple months removed from the final show. Uh, you know, how was that whole experience for you? Because uh, for me, it was something that I wasn't going to miss. Because uh, obviously, I, I was a huge fan of the band. Well, I, I still like the band, um, and it was just really important for me to to be there. And obviously, like I, I'm a huge supporter of From Within Records. So for me, it was a bittersweet moment. But I'm happy that I got to hear a lot of those new songs live but i'm just curious from your perspective like you know how was it for you and how are you um you know feeling about it after like a a couple months like removed from the final show
1: it was cool it was was a lot of fun um i think most hardcore bands should like and i say most because there's obvious exceptions there's plenty of bands that have still been doing it for like you know they're going on like 20 fucking 30 years of or however many lps and like still touring and still putting out new music and stuff, but like not every band needs to be like that. And eco strike is certainly not built to be that way. Um, I, to me, eco strike was like most hardcore bands. It's like, you know, you come, you, you, you do what you got to do. You say what you got to say. And then you just like clear the way for like new kids. You know what I mean? New bands, younger people. Um, so it was, it was cool. It was like good to get that. um That, you know send off um so I'm, I'm glad we wrapped it up nice and tidy we'll never play again um somebody has literally already asked me to play again um which was insane yeah and i was like yeah it's just it's not gonna happen it's never gonna happen so
0: now w- w- with the pandemic and everything um obviously uh, i'm sure you guys wanted to do more on, on that last record but weren't able to
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like when you play in bands with people who play in, who all play in like a bunch of different bands, you really have to like budget your time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So with those, with like half the band being in like magnitude, it's one of those things where it's like, you gotta like, we were like, all right, so we'll do this LP and this block of time will be like Eco Strike time. And then we'll let you guys do your thing. And then, you know, like that, that'll give us, you know, us, our, our time to do things with our other bands too. And like that sort of thing. Um, So it's like, it, everything just got all fucked up and like whatever, but it's fine. I mean, we, EgoStark really didn't even play that many shows like relatively. We played like a, like, we didn't play that often. So like we were never going to be a band that was going to be like a touring machine, you know, like, we were never going to be like playing a ton of shows anyways. So it's, it's fine. Like it, it is what it is.
0: And I have to ask, was there ever any thought to end things in Florida and not in Philly?
1: Um, I mean, not necessarily just cause like by the time we broke up, there was like no members of the band. There was one member of the band still living in Florida anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Honestly, like I would have been okay with not doing a last show. Like I was kind of had accepted that it was never going to like, we weren't going to do one. It was just kind of what it was. And then um, when Carter asked us to play the from within showcase, which like, obviously we were never a from within band, but like he was like one of the biggest supporters of the band. And like, I love that label and I want to do anything I can for them and, and to be involved. So we were like, yeah, fuck it. It's like a good opportunity to like do a last show and have it, you know, be with all the fucking bands we would want it to be with anyways you know what i mean so it was cool and he was like he was like if you want to play a last show play this and have it be your last show i'll give you like a slot on the on the lineup to like have any band play that you would want to play that's not on the label which ended up being magnitude we're like yeah magnitude would have to play the last eco strike show that would only make sense so
0: Okay. Well, it yeah. was a great last show, and you mentioned Magnitude. One of my favorite memories of Eagles Strike is that um, tour that you did with Magnitude. I saw you guys out in San Diego, which is
1: yeah, that that was the best tour I've ever been on in my life. I don't think anything will ever top that. That was the the best tour I've ever been on, and, and the vibes, like the shows, like the the just everybody, because everybody in the bands, like we're all like so close, and like um it was like, it was really smooth sailing too. That tour, like there weren't really any issues with, you know, we didn't have the fucking van breaking down. We didn't have like fucking money problems. It sort of just felt like this culmination of like all this fucking, all this like time of like touring and like other bands and like ironing out the kinks and like learning how to do it the right way and not deal with bullshit kind of culminated in that. And like, So that tour was very, like, low stress and just, like, just fun. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, and I got to say, the the routing for the tour, that's one routing that I thought was awesome because you guys covered a lot of um, the, you know, proper places, I feel like, on the West Coast.
1: Yeah, well, we – I definitely reached out to people to be like, yo, where should we play? Um, You know, help, like, we want to start in the Northwest and then work our way down the West Coast through Texas – these are the amount of like days we have to do it where, what like spots do we need to hit? And so I think doing that instead of just assuming based on, you know, like obviously I'm from the East coast, like things, like, if you don't go, if you don't go play in an area for six months to a year, uh, things change, you know, as far as like, Oh, this city might not be the spot anymore, but this other city, 25 minutes, 30 minutes away is, is like popping now. So like, I, I would never want to go play in some area and, and, and route the, the shows based on my experiences there from years prior, you know, I'm always going to hit up people that I know in the area and, and get like that perspective so that the shows are going to be, you know, the best that they can be
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, things are always changing. Uh, and you know things are always uh, you know uh, constantly moving so that that is smart for you to reach out but yeah I, I think that routing just yeah spe- like specifically hitting the pacific Northwest um you know obviously I have no ties to up there but I always think it's weird when uh you know tour routings will just not even go up there when it's just like dude you're all the way out here there's sick vans from up there like I don't understand why people don't you know make the trek up there
1: yeah I mean well for me being from South Florida it's like the same shit as like bands would come and play like north florida or central florida or even like almost hit florida mm-hmm. and it's just like i know it's out of the way to go all the way down to south florida but like you know just fucking do it there's kids down there that want to see your bands play and the shows will be good so we we may really made it a point to like go all the way up there and start in seattle so
0: yeah i feel like i'm in this uh new battle where i'm having to try to get tours to come to orange county because there's uh certain tours i'll come through and uh, they'll come through Southern California, but uh, they'll just skip over Orange County and it just boggles my mind. Cause I'm like, dude, this yeah. this, this, this place is awesome. There, there's so many cool venues to play at awesome bands. And obviously uh, people just kind of lump in Southern California as one, but uh, there's really like four or five different scenes out here. It's pretty crazy. Yeah.
1: Separate scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every time the, the first, I didn't like for me being from South Florida, it's like, you have like Miami and then North of Miami is Broward County which is where I'm from. And then North of Briar County is Palm beach County. And so from like Miami to West Palm beach is like, it's like an hour and a half, like sometimes hour 45, mm-hmm. so, but that's all like kind of one scene. So like, like kids will travel from all of those places to like be at the same shows. So like the first time I played in Southern California and people were like, yeah, LA and orange County are like totally different scenes. Like that, that like blew my mind. So I so like for so I I could understand people you know if you don't know like if you don't if you don't get maybe that's just my like Florida Floridian perspective on it but um I definitely get it now because we you know you play those shows and they're not that far apart and it's like you just both like you'll play LA and Orange County or near LA and Orange County and it's like both shows will be packed and it'll be just like completely different kids completely different vibe both awesome but just like Clearly, just different scenes. You know what I mean.
0: So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That
1: that goes back to like I I wouldn't know that if I didn't you know hit up people in California and be like, hey, should we where should we play like and have them be like play L A. and Orange County. You know what I mean. So that just goes back to like I said, you you want to get the perspective of people who are actually involved instead of just making assumptions based on how the scene is in your area. You know,
0: hundred percent. And for everybody who's listening. Hit Orange County when you come through on tour. So I have to every stop begging. Every show
1: I've ever played, every show I've ever played in Orange County has been awesome. So
0: yeah, and I'm trying to you know, keep that uh, you know vibe alive. I've uh, I've booked two shows. I'm I'm trying to book a third one. I'm, I should actually reach out to the people I'm trying to finalize things with to, to to make it happen. But it's just like I, somehow I fall into this role where I'm like, damn it, like things aren't really coming through. I have to like make them happen and book them myself. Yeah, so. well, I
1: mean that's that's kind of the you know. The point of, of all this shit is to like, you know, if you don't have stuff happening in your area or you don't like, you know, particularly like what the bands sound like in your area or what the flyers look like or whatever, you just say, fuck it. I'm just going to do it and do what I think is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and
0: thankfully, the the two things that I've done have. Been uh, successful from the you know, point where the you know bands were happy when they left, and the people who showed up were, were, were happy. So I, I I appreciate everybody who uh, you know came out to any of those shows that I booked because I'm I, I'm doing more, um, but not because I want to, but because I feel like I have to because there's not like you know it seems like things are kind of uh, just going other places where I'm like fuck like things need to start happening here. So I have to start yeah, reaching sure. out and trying to you know make it happen. Yeah, for sure. I
1: I like always think that's really cool when you know scenes kind of do that like you know it might not be the first scene that people think of or if it's especially if it's like a scene that's like close by to like a really established or like historically popping scene and like so they kind of live in the shadow a little bit and then like you know the kids there kind of just like take it upon themselves to just like build this thing up and like kind of you know making like make a name for themselves in their own scene instead of being seen as, like, you know, the the little brother scene to, like, whatever the big scene near them is. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, 100%, because so. um, it uh, takes work to, to to build something, but if you want things to happen, especially in your own scene, uh, it's not just going to happen on its own. It's going to take yeah, the effort sure. of people who want to help make that change.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, that's, like, things, you know, this, this is whole scene and like it's 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 not just about what's easy and practical it's about like you know putting in the effort to like whether it's with your band whether it's like with your songs or your the layout of your record or like your flyers or the shows that you book like the little extra shit is always what separates like stuff that's really great from stuff that's just kind of -of run-of-the-mill like okay stuff you know what i mean
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, putting in that effort instead of just kind of going with emotions and just doing the minimal stuff. Yeah. Going that just that extra bit can separate you from everybody else. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, going back to Carbonite, obviously the record's out today. Uh, is there any specific reason that it came out today? Because from what I heard, it was originally supposed to come out sometime in June, but here we are mid July and, and the record's finally coming out.
1: Yeah. So we recorded everything except vocals we recorded vocals on one song. Mm -hmm. So the whole, the whole thing was that we wanted it out. So we were scheduled to play that um, the last unity barbecue show that, that passed. Um, And we were like, we want to have the songs online in time for that show. So there's new material for the show. Um, And so I went to record or we recorded everything in a weekend, we went to record vocals. We got, we finished vocals for one song and we ran out of time. And so I was like, Oh, I'm going to come back the following weekend and finish vocals on the other four songs. And then Wyatt, who we record with, uh, got COVID like, uh, like two days before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we couldn't record with him and we actually couldn't get back in the studio, he was like booked up after he got all his time after he got better for a little while. So w- since we had already recorded vocals on that one song, we were just like, well, we're going to have something out for the barbecue so that people have some incentive to check our set out. And it's not the same three fucking songs in a cover, like six minute long set that we played at our first show. So we just released that one song as a single. Um, that's why we chose that song, just because it was the one that had vocals on it. So. Um, and then I finally got back in there like a month later and recorded the rest of the vocals.
0: So, okay. So it was just like circumstances.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It ended up working out was like, it was like a, a fine plan, you know, it was just, it really just was kind of what it was. Like it was, it like you said, it was just circumstantial, so.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I, I feel like from the time that you dropped the single till now, it, it, it doesn't feel like you know that long of a wait for the record to you know, be up for pre-orders and the record to be able to be streaming, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's been good. I mean, we, we were, so we were gonna put it out. We had it in time. Like, we had everything back in time to where we were gonna put it out and it was gonna go up, but we were like, like, if we were talking about putting it up the week of This Is Hardcore, but, like, some people were, involved were like, I don't remember if it was Carter or if it was somebody in the band, but somebody was like, we should probably not do it. Like the day before this is hardcore people are like traveling and people are like, and I was like, yeah, it's probably a good point. So it was just like, wait till the weekend after the week after. And, uh, we were, we were going to do these, um, we were going to do like download codes to have it. This is hardcore. Mm -hmm. So that if you went up to like the Simulacra or Seed of pain merch and bought something, you would get like early access to the record but I, I, we kind of just like dropped the ball on printing up the like papers with the download codes. So it ended up just being a thing where like a few people came up and were like, hey, do you have the download codes for the Carbonite record? And the people who did, I was just like, no, but I'll just text you the record. And I just ended up texting the record to like a handful of people who asked for it. So
0: Okay, that was gonna be my next question. I was gonna ask you how that whole thing went, but that's kind of funny that, yeah, that you brought that, that, that up. That's how it went. Okay. After
1: me being after immediately after me being like yeah put in the extra effort for your bands like <laughs> dude do, do cool shit is me being like yeah I just like forgot to print the thing so no you, you
0: know things happen uh, as as much as like you you try to get everything in order somehow some shit always finds its way to go wrong like I'm
1: yeah. um, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna say that like nothing happened nothing went wrong I just straight up just like forgot until like the day before and I was just, like oh. Oops! Like it was just like my fault, one hundred percent. That's that's fine.
0: It's all right. By the time people are listening to this, it's it's already up, so it's a thing of the past. Yeah. Um, But but that's cool. I'm happy. At least some people came up and you know were that curious to to ask you guys about it because obviously that shows that people out there actually uh, you know paying attention and care enough to want to check out the record beforehand.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it it was it was cool, and I and I like forgotten until. I forgot again until people came up and started asking about it. So, and then I just kind of on the fly, just decided like, all right, whoever asks, I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't have the codes, but I'll text you the record if you want. And they were like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So
0: yeah, that was the, And good on you for um, wanting to, to, to do that. Cause you could have easily been like, all right, I forgot the codes. Fuck it. Everybody can just wait until the 13th, but you were nice enough to, uh, you know, text them the record early because you, you didn't have to do that.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I, it's my fault. So I wanted to, you know
0: whatever (laughs) okay so the records out pre-orders are up um Mm -hmm. what's the plan going forward are you guys trying to get busy i I know so the other members are in other bands but i'm just curious on uh, what you want for the band now that you guys have this new record out and you now know that you know way more people are into it
1: uh yeah we're gonna do some stuff i mean i don't think like like i said about um you know eco strike like we're not going to be a fucking touring machine like we're not going to be hitting the road super hard but we want to like do some like weekend stuff here and there we like have kind of talked to a couple people about doing some stuff we're like going to we're planning a record release show um it's not going to be anything crazy just like you know friends bands and like bands that have like been supportive of us and um so we're we're going to play some shows it'll probably be mostly northeast stuff um But we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll probably end up doing some other stuff. It won't be a ton, but we'll, we're going to just do what we can, you know.
2: All right. Well, if,
0: if you ever want to make it out to Orange County, let me know.
1: I, I will. I, I promise you, if we if we come to California, we will play Orange County. All
0: right. I, I definitely appreciate that. But okay. Well, I'm I'm happy that the record's out. I'm happy that you guys are doing stuff, and I'm I'm happy to you know obviously uh, seeing you out there more. Um, you know, cause obviously uh, you, you weren't, I'm um, on tour seat of pain. I was there, obviously there was a reason for that. Uh, do you want to speak about that or.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got a new job, um, that started. So I got, I was at this job before that I hated, um, and I got offered this sick job. Um, just like a work from home job that paid way better than what I was doing. And it was just like a really good opportunity for me to finally get away from this fucking shitty job that I hated. But. They were like, the first X amount of weeks is training and you can't miss a, if you miss a day of training, you're not like, you can't take off any time during training. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that the training fell on the time that we were supposed to go out. It was already booked. And like, I was kind of like, for a couple of days, I was kind of like, fuck, like, should I not? I almost didn't take the job. And, and then I talked it over with like the other dudes in the band and they were like, they're like, dude, you need to like get away from, you need to get a like a new job. You hate your job so fucking much it's making you miserable. Like just do it. Like don't, cause it wasn't even like, I mean, obviously like it sucks. Like I had an insane FOMO. Um, but I also didn't want to leave them in like a weird, you know, spot without a drummer. But Mikey, who filled in on drums for them, was already going on the tour anyways to do merch. And he was just like, he was like, dude, I've lis- literally seen you guys play so many times. I, like, already know the songs. It's fine. So, kind of just worked out.
0: Well, that's awesome. Congrats on the I new job. I did immense
1: Momo, though. Like, that weekend, mm-hmm. I was like, any time that I wasn't, like, doing something that weekend, I was, it, like, any single second that I had to myself, I was just like, fuck man this sucks i wanted to be out there so bad especially when i started like they were like sending like you know like videos of the shows to the group chat and shit and i was like god damn it man this sucks but
0: yeah i think that like that san diego lineup was pretty crazy
1: yeah is that the one that like tsunami played too Yeah. yeah 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 that they said that was like they sent that first night they sent a video of the show and it was so packed and i was just like all right well i'm gonna be fucking miserable all weekend but it's fine
0: It'll be worth it because you don't have to go to that job that you hate anymore.
1: That that is true. Now in hindsight, I'm glad. I, I'm glad that I. <laughs>
0: yeah, you not. You made the right decision. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, one thing, I'm um, obviously I uh, want to move on from the band stuff. Uh, shout out, uh, you know, Cedar Payne Carbonite. But um, you went to uh, a UFC for the first time. Uh, you know a couple months ago i'm just curious on what your experience was like because i've been to one uh ufc i've been to one bellator and that's about it when it comes to mma but i'm just curious about what your experience was like
1: uh it was cool it was like um so i went with uh russell from magnitude um alfredo sings from vision and carter from within carter um and those are like my friends who i talk about mma with mostly anyways we kind of like made the plan to go together um it was the first time for any of us like going to a fight card in person i've gone to like muay thai cards but i've never gone to like uh an mma event especially not anything like nearly that big Hmm. Um, it was awesome it was uh it was a weird experience it was in jacksonville um the crowd was like pretty insane um seeing the uh gilbert burns hamzat fight in person was like the energy was like absurd it was so, so, so crazy. Um, seeing fights with no commentary is is like kind of weird at first. Um, and I actually did go back and watch that card uh, after. So just so I could like see it with commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it just like, you get a totally different perspective on the fight when you hear the, like, it really is crazy how much like you can get swayed like listening to the commentary for sure.
0: 100%. Um. I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody posted a video of uh, it was like uh, Russ watching. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Russ. He was watching like a stream of the fight that you guys were at.
1: Yeah, maybe I don't know. That sounds like something Russ would do. He's a madman. So <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I was dying when when I saw that video because I was just like, I I, I get it because I've been there. And sometimes um I, I'm like, fuck, I wish I could hear the commentary because there were some points like because I went to uh, Jones Gus um, Gustafson 2. too. Yeah. So um, I, I I distinctly remember when Jones was on top of him and finishing him, and I'm like, oh, like it looks like he's hurting him. Like I don't know if the fight's going to be over, but then like um, there's like this weird lull between like the ref waving it off to like me realizing, oh yeah, the fight's actually over. Versus if you were watching it at home, you would know exactly um, when it ended because of, of you know obviously the view and you he- um, hear the commentators. So it, it definitely is an interesting experience.
1: Yeah, the the one fight that I feel like on on that card at least the one fight that there was the biggest difference from uh from seeing it in person to watching it uh afterwards like with commentary and where you could see everything like up close and clear was the volkanovsky korean zombie fight mm-hmm. like you could tell that volk was like winning the fight but like i feel like you couldn't really tell how bad he was hurting zombie until you see it because you know you can't see like you can't really tell body language as much or like facial expressions and that sort of stuff. I mean, we were in the fucking nosebleed seats, so mm-hmm. but it, it, watching that fight after I, I, I like y- you get a different perspective for sure.
0: Man. Volcan made that fight look so easy.
1: Yeah, dude. He's so fucking good.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's cool to to see because I, I think back to when he was on the come up. And I, I think the moment that I rea- realized that he was going to be a real contender is when he uh, beat Chad Mendes back in the day. I'm like, damn, that guy! this guy beat Chad Mendez. This guy is definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Cause I, I, I didn't really take him that serious until then, but, but even like until like that zombie fight, he's just making like, you know, Brian Ortega Korean zombie. And now Max Holloway, he's making everybody look easy. And it's, yeah, it, it, it's cool to, to see like a, a dominant champion like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, I, I would say he's probably the best pound I, I feel like he's pound for pound above Usman at this point.
0: I would I would, I, I would agree and 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 that's because if you stack uh, you know the competition, I feel like uh, Volkanovski has beat the better competition. yeah, for sure and you know, and in and, and, and way better style too obviously. Uh, Usman has had the you know cool knockout against uh, Masvidal. He, uh, you know, finished Colby uh, Covington uh, twice technically, but it, it's just like I, I feel like yeah, Volkanovski Wil- Wil- has done it way more impressive and has looked better against better competition.
1: Yeah, he 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 hasn't really. I mean, I feel like there was not really any doubt that he was going to lose. Like a, at least once the the third Max fight started, um, same deal with with Zombie. Like it was just kind of one way traffic the whole time. That's where I feel like even those. I mean especially the the covington usman fights like especially the first one like mm-hmm. he definitely could have fucking lost that fight at any point so
0: yeah 100 percent because uh, colby was bringing it to him uh, gave him made it uh you know a, a real fight i didn't you know make it easy for for usman um yeah yeah and that third holloway fight i i i'm a huge Holloway fan so the whole time i was like all right don't worry he's gonna turn it around and every time every round i i, I kept lying to myself. to myself i'm like yeah he's fine he, he'll come back but it was just like god he was getting he was getting beat up and it sucked
1: yeah I'm, I'm a huge Holloway fan too but I really like Volk as well mm-hmm. so that was one of those fights where I was kind of just like gonna be okay with the outcome regardless I think
0: what do you want to see from Volk next do, do you want him to go up or do you want to see him stay at featherweight
1: I mean I I don't think that he's gonna I don't think that he's gonna beat I'll say this. He has, I think he has a better chance of beating Olivera than he does of beating Makachev. Like, I don't think he's going to beat Islam. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I also picked, I also picked against Olivera in the Michael Chandler fight, the Dustin Poirier fight and the Justin Gaethje fight. And I told myself I was done picking against Olivera. Cause I, I like him a lot, but I would just kind of be like, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. And then so i was like i will not pick against him anymore so i'm not picking against him i even if, i i do think also the size difference is like going to be kind of crazy for volt to fight some of those dudes
0: yeah uh, I, I feel like he could go up and beat some of the lightweights but i don't know yeah when you get to like the the you know top 10 it's, it's gonna get a little rough yeah just because of the size that yeah. that's where i feel like the main issue is but people are going to bring up oh well, he used to you know weigh 250 when he played rugby whatever but it's like yeah that's rugby this is mma and that was years ago you know
1: yeah i mean also though there's there's like there's like good contenders at featherweight too i mean i would love to see arnold allen i would love to see him fight arnold allen um
0: he's good but he thinks he's still too new
1: yeah but i mean he's 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 gonna get there you know what i mean um i feel like josh josh emmett's older now i hate that guy (laughs) do you why (laughs) i I
0: don't you you, did you really think he he beat calvin cater
1: um i mean i'm not mad at it i could have seen it going either way
0: yeah i'm not a like a big fan of either but i don't think he won like that well obviously he won the fight but like i i think the judges got it wrong but also i don't think he's done enough or made a big enough splash to be talking like the way he is now about you know wanting a title
2: shot
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. He's had like crazy fights. So the Shane Burgos fight is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Like he's exciting. I mean, yair would be a cool fight too if he beats Ortega.
0: Oh, that that's gonna be a good fight. And and, or like I don't like Ortega, but he's so good. But he I I feel like he's gonna be like um and I I hate using this comparison, but I feel like he's gonna be like a like a Donald Cerrone or a Corey Sanhagen where they get in a position and get in these big fights, but they can never win them they always seem to f- to fumble at, at these big fights but when they're on their way up and they're having to uh you know fight these uh contender matches they are like shining stars but when they get those opportunities it just never goes their way which uh bums me out and i don't uh want to see that for ortega like i would like to see him uh you know beat yair and then get another title shot but i don't know <laughs> if he's gonna be able to beat volkanovsky because volkanovsky's I'm, only gotten better you
2: know
1: i'm 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 picking yair in that fight i i know this is this might be crazy i when i when i watched yair max Mm -hmm. i was like i scored it for yair i thought yair won that fight um i he's i don't know i i feel like he's gonna smoke ortega to be honest with you um he's so good yeah he's fucking awesome and he's exciting he's like super exciting so Um,
0: but the one thing that uh i'm always hung up on about yair is um that whole Debacle between him and Zabit, uh, and I'm and I'm super bummed that Zabit retired because I think that was the guy to yeah. to be the next champ. Um, but I'm you know that whole issue where they they kept trying to make that fight, but uh, all that stuff about yeah, you're being scared or whatever and asking to be cut uh, that always has me puzzled because I feel like like what if they had the fight and you know the beat you know found some new life in his career and didn't want to retire win or yeah. lose you know because i feel like that would have been an amazing fight between two awesome featherweights
1: it would have literally looked like like a bruce lee movie or something like just like absurd just like flashy shit happening like nonstop. stop it would have been awesome
0: yeah the way you're just kicked bj Penn, that shit is i'll never get over that
1: Dude, Zabit is so crazy looking. I sometimes I see pictures of Zabit and I just laugh. Like his, it, particularly his Wikipedia page. If you go on Zabit's Wikipedia page and you look at the picture of him, oh, he, he looks- just like literally looks like some like malnourished dude. Like he doesn't look. It's just so. It makes me laugh every time, dude. Like his.
0: He looks like uh, I was think he looks like Abraham Lincoln.
1: Yeah! 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 <laughs> he just looks insane. Dude. It's awesome. God,
0: he he was so good, but yeah. I don't know. It's it's sad, but okay. So okay, I obviously I, we we can get some fresh matchups, and maybe like, they'll just be like, all right, to you. Like we want you to be super dominant. Like we'll give you Josh Emmett because like even with uh, the the other uh, title fight on that card, or not, not that card, but more more recently, um, Adesanya versus um I can't think of his name. Um, hold on, I have to pull it up because it's going to be bothering me. Cannonier. Uh, Cannonier, yeah yeah, 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 I. I, I don't think Canier was like the, the best contender for that belt, but there's like, you know, Izzy he wanted it? So, so they gave it to him. Um, I think maybe, if, uh, you know, Volkanovski wants it. He'll just be all right, cool. Like, just give me Josh. I let, let me just keep knocking off these guys. Give me fresh matchups until he laps the division. Cause I feel like that's the only thing that like Usman has on Volkanovski is that he's beaten so many of the welterweights that are at the top, except for his next matchup, obviously, which I'm really curious to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm just really curious.
1: Yeah, I mean I also feel like it seems like I know in his post fight interview, and then I saw on I think it was on MMA hour, Volk was like talking about going up to 55. So I feel like he won't he won't like call for the Josh Emmett fight. I feel like he's gonna just push to go fight at 55.
0: So uh, that's gonna be a a, a rough one, because maybe uh, and uh, he's too big to go down to ban him weight,
1: oh yeah there's no way
0: the the, the one fight that, uh, that i I almost forgot to mention that I would love to see is uh henry sahuto I'm happy that that he's back um you
1: like you like Cejudo?
0: i love sahuto i i think he, so no, fucking annoying. he he's annoying i i i I'll, I'll admit that, but when you look at his body of work, he's amazing and he's
1: such a herb dude I hate him he's so fucking annoying
0: yeah but uh, I want to know who who they give him you know next because obviously he he's been in the the testing pool he's trying to get back he's trying to get that title shot against Volkanovski um it'd be a good fight
1: yeah well I mean we'll see if it happens
0: Mm -hmm. I'm not
1: I'm not believing that he's actually gonna fight until until it happens
0: would you like to see him in feather or would you want him to go back to Bantamweight because he could go either
1: I mean I don't really want to see him at all. I, I do not <laughs> like him at all. So I just think he's so annoying, man.
0: I, I sometimes when I get bored, I'm like, you know what? I want to see TJ Dillashaw get his ass beat. So I'll go rewatch that Henry Zuhudo fight because I hate Dillashaw so much.
1: Yeah. I hope, I actually, I hope Aljo like smokes Dillashaw. I know everyone fucking hates Aljo, but like, I think the fact that like all that shit happened and then he came back and just like, definitively undeniably beat Peter Yan. I, I like Peter Yan a lot. I think it's so funny. Like, it's just such like a like it's just like it's so like so many people are so pissed off at it. I think it's like hilarious. So I would love to see him start like racking up title defenses because it would just make people so mad. And I think that would be hilarious.
0: Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of um Aljo. Uh, he, he looked amazing on like uh, in the lead up up until that first Peter Yon fight um but obviously uh, he's like talked about his injuries and like his like diet and everything and you know thing and the reason why things went wrong in the first fight but yeah i was so baffled when i was watching that first fight and i'm like this is not the <laughs> aldo that we've seen leading up to this title fight he is way better than this like what the hell's going on and then obviously um things you know played out the way they did with the the illegal knee and uh you know I, I just try to ignore that because like like what do you want to do he's it's kind of forced upon him he can't say no yeah, yeah.
1: It's, a, it's it's a fucking weird circumstance yeah. i mean he was gonna lose that he was i think he was gonna lose that fight he was like mm-hmm. obviously gassed out and like it was very much like even if you scored the first round for aljo because i know some people did
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you know it was definitely trending in that direction and also i mean everybody constantly talks about how like Peter yawns like a fucking computer, and it's, like, he, like, maybe gives up the first round to just get his calculations going, and then once he figures you out, it's just, like, game over from there. So, like, you know, the fact that that combined with Aljo definitely, like, gassing out, he the momentum was, like, very clearly shifting in in that direction anyways. So, but, I mean, it's just one of those things, like, people... Like, I get people being... Thinking it's, like, lame the way he, like, kind of, like acted after it you know mm-hmm. like i get people being like him like showboating and being like i'm the fucking champ like whatever like i get people being pissed off at that but like i don't know what else is he supposed to do he like it is what it's a shitty hand to get dealt and like i guess he just you know decided he was gonna fucking lean into like the the whole heel persona of it so like whatever yeah but like you
0: said he was able to come back and shut everybody up because to, to yeah, do what he funny. did yeah it, i think that's so funny yeah because it's not easy obviously peter Jans fought some t- some tough competition after winning that belt and he'll be able, yeah. to, be able to handle him like aldrey did in that second fight
1: yeah for sure
0: i love the bantamweight division i've always uh you know been a fan of that because I, I feel like that division has never been boring there's always been like some of the best fighters in that division mm-hmm. um I- i'm definitely not looking forward to the marlon vera um D- dominant cruz fight just because i'm a huge fan of D- Dominic cruz but
1: he's probably gonna get smoked
0: but yeah that's that's the way that i'm, I'm feeling just because of marlon vera is so good and yeah i'm super biased because he he trains his, his boxing out here in Costa mesa with uh jason perillo who i'm a huge fan of and i, I always root for those fighters that train out of that that Ruka gym. But I just don't want to see Dominic Cruz because I I feel like when I watch Dominic Cruz these days, I'm like, oh, please don't go out there and lose. Please just please just <laughs> win somehow. And he, he's been, uh, you know, performing, uh, you know, decent, but he's obviously not the Dominic Cruz that he was back in his heyday. So it's just like yeah. a matter of time because that th- th- that that's what it is. Right. When, when you look at all these fighters, especially people from his era, he's been fighting since the WEC yeah. and like, you know, the, the early days of the WEC UFC merger and for him to hit. To stay, you know, as a top ten fighter this whole time, it, it's amazing. But obviously, um, everybody's going to have their time, and I just don't want to see him get knocked out or anything crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially against fucking Cheeto Vera is like, dude, the the Rob Font fight was so absurd, man. Like he's just like he was like he looked like the Terminator, you know what I mean? He's just like oh, so unfazed, like completely unfazed and I don't know I I just feel like I would be shocked I mean Cruz is like he's weird he fights weird you know but Mm -hmm. like I I don't think it's going to be enough at this point
0: I I feel like his weirdness has become like more normalized so people aren't people kind of figured it out now yeah yeah, yeah. people aren't like as thrown off by it like they used to and obviously like yeah Cruz is older Uh, he's been through a lot so it's just like oh god this is the, Cause like okay, what's gonna happen? Dominic Cruz beats Marlon Vera. Well, then what? He's gonna go up against Aldo and fight TJ again. I like, I don't know.
1: Dude, I hate the fucking um the the matchmaking for the next Aldo fight. Um, what's what's his name? He's just gonna get fucking wrestled to death. And it's like, dude, please don't do that. Um, uh,
0: I'm I'm drawing a blank. Oh, I. Uh, he he's fighting Aldo's uh, teammate. Uh, I I, was, I can't pronounce his last name. It Marab. Yeah, Marab.
1: Yeah, really Yeah, dude, it's like, come on, man, like,
0: that's that's a scary matchup.
1: I know, and like, I get it, but like, dude, just let fucking Jose Aldo fight for a belt, like, please, like, and I know it's like, the the way I look at it is like, I have friends who are like, oh, he's too old, he's like taking so much damage, it's not gonna happen. It's like, dude. If fucking Bisping could win the middle the middleweight belt, I don't think that all I don't think that Aldo winning the featherweight belt now or uh, bantamweight belt now rather is crazier than Bisping winning the middleweight belt when he did. Yeah, cause, it's like certainly possible.
0: Yeah, because you got to think Bisping took that fight short notice, had one eye, and yeah. had already lost the Luke Rockhold. So yeah, and
1: he was past his prime at that point.
0: Hundred um, percent. So
1: I don't know. It's just like. I, it just seems like weird matchmaking. Like, I mean, I I don't know. Whatever.
0: I would love to see Aldo versus uh, Alderman. That'd be sick.
1: Yeah, that would be cool.
0: Um, but one person that I absolutely hate in that division is Sean O'Malley.
1: Yeah. Um. Hold on. Wait. Wait. We got We got We got a. We got a. A, a celebrity just walked in. Can a celebrity. A guess what? Can I get? Yo, yo! Us? This is a mag, hey, fucking wow!
0: Up. Welcome back to the United States, Russell.
1: Walk, yeah, just walks back. in. Oh, 99. fucking all of magnitude!
0: Wow, magnitude on the. I've been bugging Russ about this for forever.
1: I know this is probably Ooh, my first actual podcast
2: appearance.
0: I know, Russ. I'm I'm still waiting um, to have you on. I, I know you said when the we're new Mag record, record comes, we're
1: talking about yeah, Jose. I'll we'll we'll make record. it happen
2: when, when we got some new material. I would
0: love. to Okay, okay I'm I'm gonna be bugging you through text.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. I I heard I heard talk about uh about aldo and and I had to had to give my input. Aldo and Dominic Cruz. Let's make it happen. Legends tour, bro. That's what yeah. we need. I mean, that's what the people want. Up. <laughs> All right. I'm out. All right.
2: Talk right, to you soon. To get back to North Carolina. Bye. Love you, bro. All right.
0: Love bye. You. Drive safe. All
2: right. Thank you. Take
1: care, buddy.
0: That's crazy. Magnitude in the building.
1: There we go special special appearance
0: i appreciate that i've been bugging russ for a really long time uh so it'll happen in the future but
1: I'll, I'll stay on him i'll make sure it gets done
0: okay but uh yeah going back to Sean O'Malley, that last fight i i I was just so bummed that it had to end that way
2: with that Here's the thing. okay let's now, hear it.
1: sean o'malley like clearly has impressive like offensive skills like mm-hmm as an offensive fighter but like he like he didn't have the ability like Pedro Munoz essentially is just like well I'm just gonna leg kick you at range and and you do not have the ability to stop me from doing that and so like like if he can't handle like I don't know that it's just weird to me that people were like that people that there's like this weird narrative now of like oh like Pedro Munoz wanted out of that fight it's like dude he was he won the first round you know what I mean yeah. like, and, he was- and I feel like even just from that one round, it's it there. It's like clear that there is a ceiling for Sean O'Malley. You know what I mean? Like, at least now he's obviously really young still, and like could grow a lot. But
0: I don't know. When I look at the people, like when I look at the top ten, I'm just like, they would handle that guy no yeah. problem.
1: My my thing that I don't like about him. I, 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 he's obviously really exciting to watch him fight. And he's like super crazy and flashy in like his fighting style and like his personality and whatever I would be on board if it wasn't for the, like, I, I never lost a Cheeto Vera thing. Mm-hmm. Like that whole, like, you know, like when he holds up to zero, whenever they announce his record and like all that shit, it's like, dude, you fucking lost. Just take the L bro. Like I, that, that is like the one thing that's like the one barrier from that's keeping me from being like all right i'm 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 in on Sean o'Malley,
0: okay, all right, then I just curious did you watch the um fight card that happened this past weekend
1: uh I did not because I was at the fest, oh yeah,
0: you're at the fest okay, um,
1: but uh i watched i watched uh so they the Faziv uh r d a fight happened while Hatebreed was playing mm-hmm. and I was like really trying to not see any spoilers about it and then like go home immediately after hate breed and, and watch the fight but i looked at my phone and my like my group chat was like blowing up about it so it got spoiled for me but i'm really glad i, I think Fazeev is the shit Fazeev is fucking awesome i'm glad he won i didn't think he was gonna win i thought he was just gonna get wrestled the whole time mm-hmm. and, and so, maybe, I mean, who maybe, maybe Jose Aldo will not get wrestled the whole time because that's what I'm expecting to in that fight with Mirab. But yeah, that is, that is what I was expecting to happen. And I'm really glad that that's not what happened.
0: Did you, uh, th- 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 there's one fight on that card on it's going to bother me if I don't remember both their fighters' names. Um, I'm going to pull it up real quick. I have to pull this up because it's going to bother me. Uh, it was, um, uh Saeed Nerma I forgot i totally played the like guy's name versus uh, Douglas D De Silva DeAndre. That fight, um if, if you get a chance, go back and watch that one. That that good. Um, yeah that Saeed uh guy is crazy. He's like he, he's just like um uh Zabit.
1: So, Oh for real?
0: Yeah. Just I uh, Bantamweight fighter, but he fights just like Zabit, he's, and he looks just oh, like yeah. him too. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't watch any of that card at all, just because like I said, I was at the fest this last weekend, um, and I, even looking at the card, I was like, I was bummed that I was like gonna potentially miss Fazib fighting, but I was like, damn, this card is kind of whatever. Otherwise, if I'm gonna miss a card because of the fest, I'm I'm glad it's this one.
0: But, yeah, it's not some like major like pay per view or anything.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or even like, I mean, there's lately, I feel like there's been some pretty good fight nights. There's like a good one coming up too. Uh, I think it's the the UFC London card with Tom Aspinall and Patty Pimbley. I know Darren Till isn't fighting on it anymore, but there's some, there's some cool fights on on that card.
0: What do you think about T- Darren Till?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think that he's, he's funny. Uh, as a fighter, I mean, it's sad how he just like has injured himself out of like so many fights lately and i don't know i mean obviously they they just rushed him too fast and like I don't, i'm not gonna say he's like washed but like it's kind of i don't know i don't know what to make of it it's like he might be washed i don't know
0: yeah i feel like i feel like when you have that amount of injuries like it's not a good look right maybe he's just maybe his mind is stronger than his body you know he has like that Cain yeah. velasquez syndrome where he's just you know he, he's just wants to go 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 but he's just not doing the proper stuff to like recover or take care of his body um but yeah. I, I feel like just to have so many injuries not even like in the fight this is like leading up to, to these fights like in, in your training camps it's just not a good look and even with his shortcomings in the octagon i'm just like man like i don't know like like what to do with this guy because obviously i had high hopes for him but i just i don't know if he can even make it to these fights anymore so I, i'm just kind of curious if he'll even try to continue
1: yeah i mean what's it like dude he's 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 not gonna f- I, he i was not even gonna pick him over Hermanson. i thought he was gonna get subbed probably subbed early too Jeez. dude darren till's not gonna be fucking izzy darren till's not gonna be you know, he lost to fucking Whitaker already. Yeah. Um,
0: Blonde Brunson got him in his last fight. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and it's just rough, too, because it's just like. There are these people who had these like such promising careers, right? Because they you remember they gave him the title shot against Tyron Woodley back in the day, and they 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 wanted him to be the next big thing um, overseas, but he just hasn't been able to live up to it, which sucks. They
1: got fucking Darst. I feel like. Tom Aspinall is like the guy for that. Like, like Tom Aspinall is the same deal. He's like a, like young, like exciting, like English fighter, but he's like his whole thing the whole time being like, yeah, I'm in no rush. I'll get there when I get there. I want to, you know, like get there the right way. Is like, I I actually really like Tom Aspinall a lot. I feel like he's going to be what the UFC wanted. Darren Till to be. He's obviously not as much of like a, you know, shit talker Mm -hmm. and like, like, as good on the mic but still i think it's going to be a similar deal but it's going to be i I think i feel like he'll he'll be like i feel like he could win a title honestly
2: yeah
0: i am just kind of curious like which curtis blades are we going to get because if we get the one that you know came out against Derek lewis okay tom Aspinall all all day but if you get somebody who you know beat like volkoff or even in his last fight against like dacus like He's an animal. He he looks so good, but yeah, um, he just go ahead.
1: I am picking Tom Aspinall though.
0: Oh, you are okay. Yeah, it's just yeah, I I I want to pick Tom Aspinall because I, I I do like him, right? He he's young. He's uh you know part of this new breed for that heavyweight division, but when I look at Curtis Blades' track record, I'm like ah oh, okay, he I think he he could win this one if he just you know goes out there and just doesn't get reckless. Um, yeah,
1: I mean it's certainly it's certainly possible. Like I'm not super confident in my pick, but if I had to pick I'm 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 picking Aspinall. I, I I I just like 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 you said it's like the new breed of heavyweights that are like they're technical. They're not just like big like dudes who just like spam overhand rights, you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, I like like I, I love Cyril Gunn. I think Cyril Gunn's the shit.
2: He's awesome. And it's funny
1: cause, Cause like some of my some of my friends who I like talk about MMA with are like, dude, Cyril Gun's so fucking boring. He's so technic, He's like too technical and like whatever. And I'm just like, dude, I, I think Cyril Gon's awesome. I-, I I would love to see like, you know, more heavyweights. I like get like, you know, wanting your heavyweights to just be fucking like, you know, Tai to Vasa and just be like, just like swing and bang shit. But like, I don't know. I feel like there's definitely room at heavyweight for, because it's like so much heavyweight shit is just like, especially like when you when you're watching like unranked heavyweights it's like all right well we can hope that somebody gets knocked out in the first three minutes otherwise we're just gonna watch two big gassed out men for just like kind of plod around for 15 minutes you know what i mean mm-hmm. it sucks it's like, dude i don't i don't want to watch that all the time
0: yeah and, and obviously there's like this um looming uh john jones fight uh which who knows right it's it's been years since this guy's supposed to jump up to heavyweight and i'm just wondering didn't him and the usc ever settle their money differences are they going to pay him what he wants will he even make it to heavyweight
1: i feel the same way about him as i feel about cejudo it's like i'm not going to believe that it's going to happen until it happens but unfortunately i think that if he fights Bay, he's gonna fucking murder Bay. which i hate i hate that That makes me so depressed but i i I would very 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 much pick him over steve a at this point
0: i just hate like he's one of those fighters where i'm like okay i i respect his skills but i just hate the person that he you know puts out there like just like all like his antics against dc and then um you know ducking um uh I can't think of his name. Uh, Dominic Reyes. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, man, I fucking hate this guy. And But yeah. nobody's been able to, to, to beat him. But I swear he lost to Gustafson in the first fight. I swear he lost to uh, Reyes in their first encounter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he beat DC both times, which that always hurts me because I, I love DC. Yeah.
1: DC's the man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but... I don't know. I I feel like I, I feel like maybe with like his time out, like the, the division, because you even saw it um in his stint at, at, at the end of his light heavyweight run, like he wasn't really you know just walking through everybody like he used to so maybe when he finally gets up to heavyweight like that gap is finally closed right cuz yeah. the 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 competition when you look at fighters like Francis Ngannou Cyril Ghan, like these way more technical fighters sure. and they have like like the similar reach and height that John Jones does and that's where he normally has his worst performances that's why like when you look at the um you know body frames of uh, Gustafson and Reyes they're similar to his and he wasn't able to perform as well so i think I don't know I, th- I think maybe he's waited too long um who knows
1: yeah it's tr- it's true that's possible but i also feel like S- stipe is just fucking old dude and he's not been super active either obviously more active than fucking john jones but,
0: but he's not but maybe it's because he's smart and wants to recover from the beating that he took from it from a gun because remember he uh, Beating Gandhi the first time and returned fairly quick against DC and then lost. You know he got knocked out. Yeah. Um. So maybe, uh, maybe no, no.
1: I, I mean that makes sense. But I mean there was like I feel like there was like those there was like a, a good amount of fight or a good amount of time between those DC fights too.
2: Hmm.
1: You know. So.
0: Yeah, because like DC got hurt and then I think I, I think they both pulled out. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, I I love A. Uh, just because uh, his, his personality—I—I I, I think he's a, a you know just a solid dude. But it's just like yeah, like things just don't get easy for him, and and it sucks because like you, you never want to be the Colby to Kamara Usman, right? Like you're so good, but yeah. you just can't get to the belt anymore. Yeah, you know? Robert
1: Whittaker, Colby. Yeah. Oh man,
0: I, I thought Whittaker was going to take that second fight against Izzy. Did you? I I I did just because he he looks so good. Um, in those like matches, like against Gastelum, against Cannoneer, and I felt like obviously like all the personal shit he was dealing with in the first fight against Izzy, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe that that was like you know affecting him. So now that he can come back with a clear head, he already fought him, so he he can have a better game plan. But it's just like, yeah, like Izzy just kind of ran away with it.
1: Yeah, it which sucks. And I mean, I, I don't even say it sucks because I like Izzy, but yeah, I, I really like. It lot too i like that was another fight that to me was like was like max and volk i was just like i like both these dudes so much i'm gonna be happy regardless what the outcome is and sad regardless you know what i mean like one of those things
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i'm a huge fan of busy um but like i i don't fault him when i mean people give him grief about like not finishing cannoneer it's just like like he's fighting smart and he he knows what's at risk because if he goes out and gets knocked out everybody's gonna call him stupid for fighting that way you know
1: well yeah i mean and it's like cannoneer didn't fucking pressure him cannoneer didn't i mean he tried to wrestle him a little bit but like he literally can literally just tried to have a fucking kickboxing match with izzy like yeah why would he not take the easy you know what i mean like how could you be mad at him for not taking the easy i feel like the 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 impetus to make it like like to push it is always going to be it's on the challenger not on the champion you know what i mean if the champion can cruise to a win why why wouldn't they i don't know
0: yeah like i i i don't fault him for that because he he's he's worked so hard to to get there um and if yeah if Canyon's gonna just hand basically hand him the the w right fighting the fight that is easier for izzy yeah it's like there's no point in making it way more riskier when your opponent's literally giving you the fight that you want
1: yeah for sure
0: and yeah it's like I, I I'm happy with his run. Obviously, the only blemish that he has is like that loss against Jan going up to 205, which is, you know, shit happens. Not everybody understandable. Yeah, not everybody can get in that position where they can be like, all right, cool. Let me move up or move down to challenge for another title. So it's like for him, uh, you know, kudos for him to to even want to take on that challenge because it's not easy. Yeah, for sure but i don't know when you look at the light heavyweight division i'm i i, I don't know if you saw on twitter today i'm uh uh yuri or jerry whatever uh he, he's calling for the rematch against, uh, against glover because he, he didn't like his own performance he's like i i didn't perform as well as i could have he's like i want to go out and show everybody like what i can really do against glover
1: that fight was crazy it I, was like absurd
0: I cannot believe Glover lost it in that like last minute. That was crazy. Yeah, Yeah, it was back and forth. It it was a good fight, but yeah, it was a surprising performance from both because I Glover is good, but he's just like really slow. So I just I thought jury was going to steamroll if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, Uh, I was like kind of like I thought it was going to be one way traffic one way or the other. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just you know, like it's like I know it's like obvious, but I was just like, well, if it's either just going to be Yuri's just going to grapple him and, and just dominate him there, or, or I mean, uh, Glover's going to grapple him and dominate, dominate him there, or Yuri's going to just keep it on the feet and dominate him there. I didn't think it was going to be so up and down and back and forth. And like all the swings and momentum was, it was honestly crazy. And I like both of them fought like kind of sloppy. Like both of them did like just kind of were just, it was just like all heart. And like, it wasn't like a really super technical fight, which is like, you know, Glover's obviously like a very technical grappler, but I feel like he was just throwing like whatever, you know what I mean? Like when he tried to do that standing guillotine where he just like slipped off him at the end, like shit like that. He was just, he was just like on, running on adrenaline and just like throwing whatever out of like desperation at that point, you know? Yeah. hundred
0: percent. I, I feel like, I, I don't know what it, what it was. it maybe mean, it was just the moment, but yeah, they, they didn't fight like they normally did.
1: Yeah, for sure. But that's what happens
0: it's probably my least favorite division right now if i'm being honest
1: light heavyweight yeah yeah i mean i i can't even really think of anyone at light heavyweight that i really like besides i mean i like Yon. i like yon yuri i do like anthony smith Mm -hmm. um that's like kind of i like glover too but like those guys outside of those guys it's just like i mean ankle i have be good if he like shows up in fights that last fight was like abysmal
0: i just like dominic reyes but everybody yeah. else i'm just kind of like ah i don't know like maybe sure. uh
1: Do you like him because he's a southern california guy
0: no i, I that's a plus i'm normally I, i'm super biased when it comes to orange county like fighters okay but um you know other parts of Southern california i, I don't really care but no i i'm just a huge fan of um his body of work, obviously not the last couple of fights he he got um, wrecked. But I, I'm just curious to see if he's able to bounce back and have a decent career after those um, rough losses. Because he yeah. wants to he, he wants to come back, he said, uh, in like October, November, uh, he did an interview with Errol Hawani. So he was talking about he yeah. wants to come back in the fall.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I saw wasn't he calling for the Anthony Smith fight?
0: Yeah, yeah, he he wants to fight Anthony Smith, but it's weird because Anthony Smith is booked up right now. So maybe if anthony smith wins but it's just like i don't know he's ranked above Dominic Reyes. is so
1: who's anthony smith with, is he fighting in Goliath?
0: um who's he fighting um uh, i was just looking at that hold on uh where is anthony i think smith? he is yeah, i think he might be right
1: you use yeah. topology or sure dog
0: i use um wikipedia
1: wikipedia Fair enough. I use yeah. Tapology, it's so I, I love Tapology, dude. I, I'm on that site constantly. Mm-hmm. No,
0: uh, Tapology is a great website. I, I'm not a fan of Sure Dog, if I'm being honest. Never yeah. been a fan of Sure Dog.
1: It the website hurts my eyes to look at it for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I,
0: like no, but like yeah, just even like um uh, just like everything. It's just another, like we got, n- we got, not got, a fan. We got
1: another guest. We got another guest coming in. Who uh, is that? Mr. Burke.
0: It's Yo. Like from-
1: Dude and elegy and Cedar Pain and Envision. Wow, they, they, all, they all just like can't, are coming in from from Europe right now. So welcome
0: back to the United States.
1: Thank you, man. It's been great. Um, I have an annoying question. Do you know where he parks the house's car? I don't. You got to ask. He, off doesn't, he doesn't. Oh, I yeah. feel Okay, all right. Goodbye. Enjoy your reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, it's all good. Uh, all people that need to come on the podcast.
1: You you got to get that man on there. He's okay. out of his mind.
0: I'll I'll reach That's out.
1: Crazy. He is a lunatic. He would have some crazy shit to say.
0: Okay. Well yeah, I'll I'll i then reach out, but um yeah, Anthony Smith is fighting, um Akulayev, uh coming up, so Yeah. Should be pretty interesting. But all right. Well I appreciate all the, the MMA talk. Yeah because, uh, yeah, it's it's always fun. I, I I love chopping it up and talking to people about mixed martial arts because it's like the one sport that I'm like super obsessed with because I, I follow some other sports, but not as like heavily as I do on mixed martial arts.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like I like I like like baseball and I like basketball, but like MMA, I feel like is is just a little easier to follow just because it's not like it's not so many like you can follow somebody and like watch their fights and it's not like you don't have to watch like you know how i don't know how many baseball games are a week like a lot you know what i mean
0: yeah i i think one thing that i like is that um it's like year round right there's not seasons
1: yeah that's another cool thing too
0: yeah so so it, it's like constantly going on and uh, you know sometimes it, it, if you fall off it, it's very easy uh, to to go back and they they make it very um Easy to go back and watch some of the older cards.
1: Yeah, it's accessible for sure.
0: Uh-huh. So, all right. Well, Lennon, this has been awesome. I'm happy to have finally had you back on the podcast. This is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. So, I appreciate your time. But yeah. before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to say?
1: Uh, listen to Sim- listen to Simulacra. Check out the new Simulacra record if you haven't. I'm sure most people listening to this probably have already.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But if you haven't. You you should do that.
0: 100%. Go listen and, to me. Oh,
2: go ahead.
1: And Bob Wilson is working really hard on FYA. It's going to be the best FYA lineup ever. So keep your eyes out for uh, FYA lineup. I don't know. I think he's going to drop it in like September or something, but it's going to be out of fucking control as it always is. So All right. make your plans to come to Florida in January now.
0: You know, he's supposed to uh, announce the whole fest on this podcast. So Isn't that true. That's what he said last time he was on with Greg. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Well, um, everybody, yeah, stay tuned for FYA news. Thank you, Lennon. Go listen to the new Carbonite record. Go pre-order a copy of the record. Support that band. It's awesome. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll be back soon. Goodbye.